Welcome to the Philippe Matthews Show at thepmshow.tv. Named the Oprah of the Internet by Mark Victor Hansen, Philippe Matthews doesn't ask questions that are different. He simply asks questions that make a difference. The Philippe Matthews Show features entertainers, bestsellers, authors, thought leaders, change agents, and world-class experts in the field of personal, spiritual, and professional development. An internet marketing entrepreneur, Philippe is the creator of the How Movement, dedicated to teaching people how to move from the mindset of hope to the process of how. If you are ready to take your life to the next level, move from the mindset of why to the mindset of why not. Tune in right now to this latest latest edition of the Philippe Matthews Show, and watch your life grow. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, on the Philippe Matthews Show, and today I have a great guest, a phenomenal cat, who uh, gave me the honor and privilege of being on his show uh, a little while ago, and uh, once I found out who he was in the world and his contribution to the planet, I said, dude, you've got to be on my show. And so today I welcome my good friend Ronald M. Allen. How are you, my friend? Good evening, Philippe. I am doing fantastic in wonderful New Jersey traffic. <laughs> That's the beauty of being able to do radio shows. People can do it while they're in traffic, while they're in bed, or wherever they're at in the world. <laughs> Absolutely. Truly multitasking and enjoying every minute of it. Now, you are um, a successful author, uh, business management uh, consultant, uh, and incredible keynote speaker. Uh, and your platform is Managing Life's Changes. Talk to me about how all of this came to be and what does it mean to manage one's life changes? Absolutely, Philippe. Thank you. The, the opportunity came after 25 years of mortgage banking, and my only response to that is it was not my fault. And what I found was <laughs> most homeowners... I thought that. Go ahead. <laughs> I wasn't that high on the pecking order, so it just wasn't. No. Like, no. <laughs> what I did, what I did enjoy though, was whether you're a first-time home buyer, a move-up home owner, or ratcheting down your real estate ownership, it was all about. It is all about managing life changes, um, and certainly with my own family my mother owning a fair amount of real estate and consolidating. It's all about your perspective, your dreams, uh, anticipated experiences in home ownership and what that means. So my, my midlife career cha- challenge, if you will, is, and still remains at this time, is how do I transition, how could I transition out of mortgage banking about 20-plus years into another career that would give me the same liberty, financial strength, and freedom that my family enjoyed while I was in mortgage banking. Mm-hmm. And, it came, and it really came down to one simple thing. What do we value? What is our true value uh, that we value in life? And, and the freedom is number one. Uh, mobility is number two. And the ability to give back. So right now, I've done a number of books, I've written a number of books. I do consulting work for businesses that I um, identify as needing or requiring uh, their their employees looking to understand the changes that are going on on in the company. Mm-hmm. And then and then with the, the you know the blog talk radio like yourself, 
keeping my tentacles in the marketplace, uh, in industry, so that I know what's going on firsthand. So here you are um, in a, um, a, a forced reality, a forced change uh, in making a career change. You know, they, they say the best um, the, the best thing to do if you want to make change is to teach it. Uh, and so here you are, uh, a teacher of the very of the very thing that you're going and growing through. Um, how has that affected you personally? How has that changed your life as you present, uh, if you will, in real time? Uh, these changes and aha moments uh, to your uh, to your clients. Absolutely, and it, and it is very real. For example, my mother, at the age of 45, left her home country, uh, Tobago, and came to England with two children, an introverted husband, and one bun in the oven, which was me. Mm -hmm. um, she then left England at the age of 55, 56 came to America and did it all over again. And so my perspective in terms of what does change mean, it's inevitable. It's part of life. Uh, most of us, irrelevant of the economic downturn over the last five or six years, will go through change. And mm -hmm. so when I speak to a client, I'm identifying that they are already going through change, either news in the media uh, comments that I hear when I'm working with different other clients and my network. And so then I approach them with potential uh, answers to their needs. The most important thing when you talk about managing change, either on an individual level or a business uh, entity level, is number one, they must recognize that they would benefit from it. So they want it, number one. Number two, we sit down and identify what that change means for the company. Mm -hmm. number, th number three, we identify how we would acknowledge that the change has taken place. What are the matrices that we must meet to say that we've met change? And then number four, the most important, is what is the value to the company once they achieve change? So whether it's an individual or, or, or a business, they must go through those four, four steps. Um, in your process, you talk about mapping your mind for success, uh, which is uh, you know, an established action guide that you have. Can you speak to us about that? Absolutely. I, I love it. I love it. This I came across about five years ago, mind mapping. And as you can tell from the educational challenges we have, not just in this country, but throughout the world, most of us are not, don't acclimate to the educational academic system, most of us. Mm -hmm. Case in point, 80, 85% of college graduates will not pursue their career in their graduate studies, 80% mm -hmm. across the board. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not to say that we're no good at our jobs, it's just that our interests are not necessarily manifested in our jobs. So what I found was in mind mapping, you can take somebody and in a pool of people start a discussion. And because the people don't necessarily know each other or are not as familiar with each other as perhaps family and close organizational groups, they can identify very quickly 
certain personality traits. Mm-hmm. And in building on that, you then look at a profession, and let's take accounting because it's fairly well known but not necessarily understood. So let's take the accountant. You come out of undergraduate, graduate school, and you want to go into accounting. But you find that the corporate or even the nonprofit is not of interest. Well, what about foundation work? What about forensic accounting? What about pro bono work that you could do in any entity to open yourself up to other opportunities? What about teaching? What about research? What about the um, accounting boards where they need people with certain disciplines that could then begin to understand all the different applications that accounting has in our economy. Once you open that door, the individual that's looking for a new opportunity may then will have two distinct opportunities. One, yes, I want to continue in the profession, but in a different vein. Or two, this really is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Right there, it, it, it's the opening of the door that allows the, the individual then to consider other opportunities. And that's what my uh, action guide and the seminars that we do, we host, provides, and that's the unique proposition that we provide uh, our clients. Uh, you, you also offer uh, another modality uh, that, that, that uh, you call Peter Pan uh, and Mary Poppins' point uh, of view of the world. I think that's really uh, hot. Uh, talk to us about that. How does that work in and fit with uh, managing life uh, changes? Absolutely. I came up watching Mary Poppins and Peter Pan. I, I, I love them. Unfortunately, most of us still have that I wish, desire, perspective of that world it's somewhere lately in our minds. For example, you'll hear the expression, why is life difficult? Or why is this happening to me? Mm-hmm. That is, that's the, shall we say, the shadow or the vibration of that mindset working in real time. When I talk right. to people, right, so when I say to people, what is your expectations in your life? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then say, well, how has your reality played out? That's where the Mary Poppins, Peter Pan syndrome comes into play. And then we can begin to work on a real sense of reality. And the fact that we in this country, and I am very, very fortunate because my parents brought us here, we have everything at our beck and call. So, so it's, a, it's a rude awakening. Um, it's a reality check. And for those that wish to embrace it, it's a way of saying, you know what, I have a lot more than I think. Let me begin to develop the assets, the values that I have and I enjoy, instead of always looking for that Mary Poppins, Peter Pan, why, oh, why is, why is this happening to me mentality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. This actually, that uh, little workshop that I do goes over very well with uh, corporate executives who are transitioning or, or who have been downsized. Sure. Be- I can see that. Their, right, because their value, their perspective of their value has been seemingly diminished when in reality they're now free to develop other interests, which usually takes them into a whole other plateau. 
Mm-hmm. 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 Well, I like that. I like that. In the in the uh, uh, beginning of of of, of answering the question uh, uh, of. Uh, you know what? What is this in terms of Peter Pan and uh, Mary Poppins? You 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 talked about it when you were a, a little kid, uh, and uh, you know, kind of being facetious here a little bit. Uh, you obviously are not uh, from Memphis, Tennessee, or you know, from Mississippi. You're you, you know, uh, you're you're obviously not uh, from you know New York. Uh, or or the Midwest. Where, where were you born and raised, my friend? <laughs> well, you may recall I said my mother came from Tobago, uh, the second of 13 children, but four of her brothers uh, through medical school or her sisters, uh, at least RNs and above. Um, she went to England because she saw the opportunity that um, being in England, presented for her children. Mm-hmm. And what occurred, what took place was, uh, I was born, I was that bun in the oven, and I was born uh, in London, uh, oh, now 50 pounds um, some years ago, 54 years ago. And and so, uh, so yeah, I, I, yes, I'm I'm a Londoner, but I was I was raised out in a place Swindon and Bath because of the school system my parents wanted me to go to, and at the same time I'm not lost in that because managing change is the fact that I've now moved again. I've been here in this country 25 years. Wow! Right, I have my citizenship, so you can't get rid of me. No deportation for you. Okay. No deportation. Sorry, other side. (laughs) (laughs) I'm one of the immigrants that actually contributed to the building of America. That's right. right. We're going to let the people, the powers that be, know. uh, So they're going to try to change some laws on you. You have to go back uh, to London. We won't. We won't have that. We're not going to stand for that. Exactly. Uh, Yes. So. So. here you are, uh, 25 years in, 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 in the U.S. Uh, basically, what I think is really cool about what you do is that you do have a worldview uh, to be able to look at change uh, and managing life's, life's changes from pretty much two different, two different continents. Uh, and I think that is, that is a unique selling proposition unto itself. Would you agree? I have to agree, not because I say so, but because the work that I'm doing right now, I'm working for a, an international company, financial company, that actually funds the building of railroads, the building of municipal infrastructure, the building of telecommunications, financing, capitalized uh, funding. I mean, this company is one of the oldest financial institutions on the planet. And what I've found is that some of the people still have this local town mentality. And then others still tell me that until they went to Japan, until they went to England, until they went to uh, uh, Mozambique, until they went to Guatemala, they didn't realize that ABC was a reality. Mm -hmm. And, and, And it's scary to feel that we're moving ahead with all this technology, all this capital uh, improvement in our homes. You wake up today and you can turn on switches in your house. You can be in your office and you can be monitoring your house. Um, You can take 10 different programs, yet the fundamental need to understand our existence as humans 
is second place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so when we say managing change, let's throw this at you um, and your audience. Managing change, you're complaining that you don't have a job. Yet, you can go into a library, let's say you don't have a computer, you can go into a library and access markets untold. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can, you can access research information for free. You can access uh, data, personalities, that you, uh, corporate executives, HR people. You can do research on industry. You can do research on segments of the industry that you might be interested in. Conversely, someone who's in a less privileged country has to walk four or five miles for water. Mm-hmm. Has, to, has to walk four or five miles to get to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Okay? Has to um, get up and uh, milk a cow to get their milk. Now, people will say, well, what's that got to do with me? It has everything because the interconnection of our economies means that the raw material that the Congo, for example, has impacts on the fact that you have linoleum on your floor in your kitchen, Mm -hmm. that you have uh, iron-less shirts on your back to go into work wearing a white shirt instead of a rag to work in a field as, a, as some people have to, mm-hmm. so 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 it's a balance. It's it's a it's a tempering down of the outcry of oh woe is me to you know what I'm okay and I have an opportunity to go after my dreams, whereas others just are, are constantly being distracted. You bring up a very profound point uh, because I think it's very important to and and, and especially I, I almost say. I think it's essential and necessary that you have not only a respect uh, for for global thinking, but uh, to to uh, have uh, a, a mandate, uh, a, a program, and a process to em- embrace uh, global thinking. I think it's important because when people when people complain, you must put it in perspective. Hmm. When a child says, why can't I have something, I think the global perspective simply quells the narcissistic or self-indulgent outbursts, and it allows you then to move on and say, let's look at taking the, the, the benefits that we do enjoy and let's build on them instead of crying about how they function or why I don't have more. Mm-hmm. That, that's the difference. Mm-hmm. In fact, you know, if I may, uh, Philippe, I, I did a paper, a white paper on my on my um, uh, my website, RonaldMAllen.com, and it talks about the selfish act of giving. Mm-hmm. And what I found is that when I, when, well, my wife and I, we hit a, a stone wall um, more than once, <laughs> but this one particular time, we were really financially challenged. And what we found ourselves doing, and I'm not sure why we did it, but we did it was we bought two large uh, pots, cooking pots. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we, we used to go to the Amish market and the produce stand, produce stand, and we would buy fresh vegetables and chickens, and we'd throw them all in, cook them up, and we used to take them every Sunday evening to a mission shelter, a rescue mission shelter. Mm-hmm. 
And after a while, the chef would come out and look at us and say, wow, you guys really are serious about this. And this was like four or five months of doing this. And that relieved a lot of pressure, a lot of tension, a lot of perhaps um, blaming between us. We didn't blame each other. Mm -hmm. And today we both can recall what we did and we still do it. Amazing. In a different way. Right. So so it doesn't matter your position. It's what you do with the resources that you have. That's 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 why I say that. That's why that's why my perspective is in that fashion. I would assume that uh, also your ability to think globally, uh, because you've lived it, uh, because you are it, uh, that would uh, contribute to and has contributed to uh, the three books that you've authored, uh, and and even the new one uh, that that you're working on uh, called My Castle, uh, My Jail. Yes, um, I'll I'll tell you quickly about the first three. It was to find out what was going to be my new career. And in writing, everybody, everybody should do this. Seriously, just on a daily basis. I'm not talking about texting. Get a pen and pad, a piece of paper, or a pad of paper, and just write down your thoughts. Do it for two, three, four, five weeks. You'll be amazed of the consistent denominator of concern that rises to the top. And it doesn't matter whether you're, you're financially well-off, financially challenged, um, whether there's a medical problem in your life with family members or yourself, whether it's a career change, whether it's a, a career improvement where you're going from one level to another, whether you're talking about you know, adult learning principles, just write, just write. Don't worry about editing and spelling and, and the right grammar. Just write. And I wrote the books. One is a, a quote book, Life Cycles. And I did that because I wanted to see over the three or four hundred years, in fact, I think I did it over a thousand-year period, of what people were thinking. And I took all the philosophical statements and quotes, and I found that nine out of ten, we have the same concerns no matter what the situation. Mm -hmm. The second book was more of an exercise. I wrote the quotes, I gave my response to the quote, and then I put down... um, your thoughts, and that book is 113 Reasons to be Fearless. The, 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 back, yeah, the backdrop of that book is when you, the individual reader, starts writing down your own thoughts, your conviction, your belief in yourself grows stronger. Mm-hmm. So instead of doubt, you look at opportunities. Instead of uh, apprehension, you look at, well, this could be a possibility. Mm-hmm. Sure. My my third book, Thirteen Steps to Positive Change, were is made up of thirteen incidents in boarding school in England at Prior Park College, which is still in existence. Of thirteen situations I found myself in, and how I decided to interpret those situations in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And again, everything I'm saying is very careful because. What we say to both ourselves and to others reflects our personality. Sure it does. It really does. And the book that you mentioned, My Castle, My Jail, Home Ownership Has Never Been Easier to Lose, subtitle Whatever Happened to the American Dream, is about the the residential financing in this country. And people need to know the first Wall Street meltdown was 1836, and it was exactly the same kind of nonsense 
of leveraging, over-leveraging the market, anticipating one behavior and something else occurred. Mm. And it happened every 15 or 20 years. Fascinating. So this is not a, this is obviously not something new, which also which suggests that it probably will happen again. Oh, absolutely. It, it, it's the movement of money. It's the movement of assets. It's the mm-hmm. leveraging. It, put it this way. Look at what's happened in Europe. They've now decided that they're going to bail out these countries. Well, who bails out the countries? The consumer. Mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. Who's really do, whose Ponzi scheme is really going on here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, <laughs> it's a it's a massive Ponzi scheme on, on the on the consumer. So, so now, what does that mean? What how can a consumer get their head around this? Number one, identify what is important to you. What we started off with this in this conversation. What what do you value? Number two, live not only just within your means, but realistically, if you experience a downside. And investors say this. It's not getting into the investment that counts. It's what is my penalty when I have to get out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thirdly, and thirdly, that it's a sales technique, walk away power. The ultimate power a salesman has is to walk away from a situation if they don't feel it's going to benefit them. Most people get emotionally attached and think, oh, I must con- consummate this. Oh, mm-hmm. I lose. I'll lose face. My family, my culture, my my social uh, circles will think of me as as negative. They're not going to help you save your house when it's in foreclosure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thirdly, I say think like an immigrant, and I'm talking about the millions and millions of immigrants that have come and made this country. Period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and 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 I don't care whether someone says, oh, it's Mexican, it's this. Every the majority, the majority of immigrants that come to this country come here because of the opportunities. Absolutely. So, so the, yeah, so the book is really about the, the history, and then it also has the backdrop of my family coming from the West Indies, my mother going to England. She had four homes in London. Um, this is a woman in 1954, uh, you know, before they talked about glass ceilings and uh, obviously after the suffragettes in 48, 49, um, and then coming to America and doing it all again and, and just living her dream. Unbelievable. Now, you are living uh, a new dream as well. Uh, and talk about um, uh, uh, pushing for change uh, with a little challenge. You launched, as I have as well, a blog talk radio show. <laughs> yes. I've <laughs> <laughs> done 16 episodes. Sixteen. That's incredible. That's absolutely fantastic. So, what caused you to look at uh, BTR as uh, a means of getting the word out uh, and sharing uh, your wealth of information to the masses? Well, I have to say, Philippe, it, it's definitely affordable um, for marketing, public relations, media, uh, social media, two different venues, if you will. Mm-hmm. Or you know, it is very affordable. I can reach the right target that I'm looking for, and I've begun uh, over the last 30, 60 days now to start looking at who I want to send this. Uh, number one, who I want on the program, and two, who do I want to send the program to? Where mm-hmm. where do they reside? Where do they where do they where do they do business? Where do they conduct business? So yeah, it's it's called managing life's changes. 
Um, and like yourself, I'm looking to find out how business owners, because obviously they are the the employers of the consumer, they're consumers themselves, they are family members themselves, I want to understand what makes them tick, mm-hmm. how, they've man- how they've managed to reach uh, levels of manageable operations, and I'll, I'll quickly give you a summary. Every company has to produce X number of widgets. Otherwise, below that number, they're out of business. Mm-hmm. And we've also seen, with certainly with the global corporations, above a certain level, they're not efficient. Uh, they're not as they're not optimizing their resources. Mm-hmm. So the real challenge in business is how do you main, how do you reach and maintain optimum levels of performance given a constant changing environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so as I speak to the business owners, it's all about change affecting employees, unions, healthcare, benefits new employees coming onto the workforce. How do you bring them in? How do you coax them in? How do you keep them? Retention. So it's all of these things that a business owner can share with my audience to help them understand life's changes. Oh, I, I like that a lot. One of the things that I like about um, uh, your show is that it's, it's, it's unique and it's about right now and how to apply uh, changes in your life immediately using, you know, the principles and processes that you have amassed over the years uh, and how you can apply those uh, uh, tools uh, immediately in your life. What are some of the other things that that you would say would would differentiate your show and make it special? Oh, wow. Well, number one, Every week from 7 to 8 on Wednesday evenings, we have a new guest, and they talk about their area of expertise. So we've gone from uh, a woman who is out of Brooklyn, New York. She's in her late 70s. She works with the U.N. She's a Rotarian member. She has a youth component, which Rotary, uh, and for those who don't know, Rotary is an international organization run locally through various clubs who help the community in youth programs, outreach to the community, and uh, connecting businesses across the world. We've had people from Brazil come over, share their ideas, share their thoughts, and we network. It's one of the oldest networking processes that there are. So here we have a lady in her 70s, all these years of experience, does public relations, works in the U.N., so that's an interna- another international uh, mix, mm-hmm. is a local uh, business owner doing marketing, advertising, commercial uh, sales, and is very much a viable economic unit. We use the word economic unit, thinking of yourself as an economic unit out here, because that's the way the world is. Conversely, I had a gentleman who... Uh, is semi-retired and does direct marketing for Remax, and he's out of Massachusetts. Um, and then, of course, I had you on the program, who you are a self-made entrepreneur mm-hmm. who has who has willingly moved through the transitions. And I think that's why your interview was especially important. It's not that you need the PhD, which is also a, a whole other conundrum. Where you, mm-hmm. see, where you see people today with PhDs saying, oh, I've got to go back to school because 
I don't have the right. I, I can't find a job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They don't. They don't know how to use the skill called research. They don't know how to use the skill called networking. They don't know how to use the skill called I have certain socially acknowledged uh, academic degrees. They don't know how to use these properly in the marketplace. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, 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 your your interview is very unique, and I think more people need to see that even though you have an undergraduate, even though you have a, a, a master's or a Ph.D., it doesn't mean you're going to get what you want. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely true. And you have to have the chutzpah, the, the calzones. <laughs> you've got to watch. Well, you know, it's funny. You know, um, it's passion and it's it commitment. Is. It's it passion is. and commitment. Right. You, you've got to want to die by your own sword. That's right. That's exactly right. That's, well, you know, that's that's so true, which brings up to another question is, you know, why do you think, uh, in terms of us being entrepreneurs, why do you think it's important for folk like you and I to have Internet radio shows? Why? Because I think we bring a value, a balance. If everyone thinks that just because they go to an Ivy League school, they're made, or everyone thinks that they go to any academic institution, even the certification programs like uh, IT or nursing or medical, any of these, auto, that doesn't mean you're safe. Mm-hmm. You, True. You, need, you need to be well balanced. They call it life skill. Mm-hmm. I, call, mm-hmm. I call it exposure. I call it exposure. And that's why I bring people from such diverse backgrounds in my talks into the talks. Because if you don't understand that a kid in Pakistan is vying for your son's job, Mm -hmm. even though he may may not be able to speak English, then you don't understand the forces that your child is about to enter into. Very well said. Great perspective. That is so true. You know, we can can deny it, but when – all right, let's put it in perspective. Let's put this in perspective. And I just thought of this about two weeks ago. If we are serious about diversity, we would give the natives to this country we now call America citizenship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well said. Wow. So we we can talk about all the academics. We can talk about sexual harassment. We can talk about adult learning. But the fundamental is give everybody the same playing field. Mm-hmm. And then start to build with all these other matrices, whether it's mind mapping, whether it's um, adult learning theory, processes, certifications, all of these things, which are great. They're absolutely essential. And you, But you still have to balance out your experience in life with your academics and what you, and what you believe you should have. And, mm-hmm. Talk to me about this. I mean, you know, you, you've been on the planet for a few years, and you have you have gone and grown through quite a bit. Who are your mentors, your influencers, uh, the people that uh, uh, you look to when uh, uh, you have been when you have completely given yourself away to everybody else? Who and where do you go to for that rejuvenation, that inspiration, uh, and, and and that peak performance? Absolutely, the. I call that my two o'clock in the morning wake up call where I, I'm 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 in need of 
uh, a recharge. Number one, my mother. Here you mm. have a woman. You have a woman, 44, 45 years old, leaves her country with two children, introverted husband, uh, a child in the oven, not knowing. No, there was no social program. There was no woman's rights program to help her when she landed in England. And a lot of people would be also fascinated to know that she had to stay nine months. She stayed in nine months in France thinking that she would be able to do her profession, which was a, as a nurse at the time. But because of the language barrier in in the profession itself, not just in speaking to people, she then left and went to England. Then she left again at 55. Wow. She had three grown children, 55. So, so I mean, I don't need outside heroes. I don't mm. mind watching. I don't mind watching Transformers. <laughs> I, I love Iron Man because of Black Sabbath. I grew up with Black Sabbath. <laughs> I love Black Sabbath. You know, you don't need Optimus Prime. You don't need Optimus Prime. Uh, prime or fat prime, you Office number six zero nine seven three five 
1-800-227-2761. I am in southern New Jersey, and uh, I travel all over the United States, um, so, you know, that's, that's not an issue. But I do like to stay within my mid-Atlantic region area uh, for most of my business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, last question I want to uh, uh, ask you, and that is, obviously, we are living in a time where uh, unemployment uh, is uh, at, at an all-time high. Uh, uh, it's unbelievable how many uh, people have not only uh, been forced out of uh, their jobs, but uh, ha- have uh, remained out of their uh, jobs for so long that many of them have become certifiably unemployable again. Uh, as a result, how would you speak to this new demographic uh, that that has occurred in our lifetime for employees to position themselves to see themselves in the future and to be able to contribute uh, in the future? I think the majority of us have to take a very serious, realistic look at the future and the skills we currently hold and what additional skills we should learn in order to be viable economic units for the future. Mm -hmm. I think we should be willing to take opportunities, I'm not going to use the word a job, but an opportunity that could open up, number one, open up other doors. Number two, keep us busy doing constructive work. The mind is an interesting arena. And because we are, there's no doubt about it, are socially pressured that if we're working, we're more valuable, and if we're not, we're less. Mm -hmm. We need to take that part of the equation off the table. In taking it off the table, though, I'm not saying just go and start digging a ditch. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If if you're going to dig the ditch, let it be a footing for a step up. Mm -hmm, Let it it be for a tree that you're going to plant, and that tree will take you to other heights. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay? And so someone might feel a job or or a an occupation is beneath them. At the same time, if they broaden their perspective and say, who could I meet in this environment that can just at least take me half an inch, one inch forward? And another perspective I've I've recently understood, I say recent, it could be in the last five years probably, is some people think they're standing still. When they're, doing mm-hmm. certain, when they're doing certain work, when in fact they could be falling way behind if they were not engaged in that activity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like right, that. They may, right. They may not feel that they're doing what they want, and that, that very well may be true. On the other hand, we've all heard of people saying, well, I just went one place and I got into trouble, or I wasn't doing anything and I found myself slipping into behavior or being associated with the wrong kind of people. So so sometimes seemingly doing nothing, treading water, let's use that as an as a as a 
anagram, I guess, not as, mm-hmm. a, as, a meta, as a metaphor, treading water stops you from drowning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think basically people right now, you have to look at your skills, look at the future, and not just the future, what the, the TV and the news, newspapers tell you, what you want to do. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. you want to do. What, you're, what are you naturally, what do you naturally gravitate to when you're not working? And have the strength and the courage to move out on that. Now, a lot of people say, oh, I have to work. I have bills. Okay, fair enough. Ratchet those bills down. And if you don't, guess what? You are now enslaved to those. That is what's tying you down. That is, mm-hmm. that is the problem all along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, even, even a relationship, even a bad relationship. And I'm one, I can honestly say, I've turned a relationship, looked at it dead in its face and said, give me a reason to continue. It didn't mm-hmm. walk out. I mm-hmm. walked, and, and my wife of 19 years now can, can verify for that because she's blessed that that, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have, we, yes, we have our disagreements, absolutely, positively, unequivocally. At the same time, I will do 19 years plus all over again with this woman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, Ronald, she's, not even, you... she's not even in the car, so I can say that. That's right. <laughs> 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 we might have heard a thump if she had been in the car with you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ronald, here's what I want to do. I, 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 I so greatly appreciate uh the work that you do, the contribution that you have made to this planet and what you continue to do for uh, the people on this planet. I'd like to have you come back on the show and, uh, you know, talk about some, some more tactics and even get drilled down even deeper uh, on managing life changes because here's the great part of it. I mean, just within a 24-hour period of time, you can come back and have a whole new level of story and tell me about how your life has changed as well as the people that you've impacted because it happens all the time. Absolutely. Um, so, so I, I, I absolutely am honored. Thank you so much for being on the show with me today. Uh, and I just want you to come back and, and, and uh, gift us and bless us even more with uh, your knowledge, your wisdom, uh, and your global outlook and view. Well, Philip, thank you. I'm so glad that we met each other on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, your, what you do is absolutely significant because people have to realize you can go from one profession to another without any kind of stigma, without any kind of doubt, and you can just enjoy the experience because mm-hmm. that's, re- that's what life really is. It really is. That's the truth. That's the truth. Well, I thank you for giving me the opportunity to come on your show. I, I don't do them often. I only do them with uh, a certain ilk of people, uh, and uh, I just felt that uh, uh, you uh, knew what you were doing, what you were talking about, had a great mission, uh, and uh, I'd love to do it any time that you want to have me on. I'd love to do it again. Uh, and, and, again, thank you again. Likewise, Philippe. Thank you again for the time, the opportunity. All right, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Enjoy. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>